Company live from the Traveling Built Four Tough Studio here in Phoenix, Arizona. Radio Row, Super Bowl 57, day four here. Boomer is not here. He is sick. Jerry is doing double duty on this morning where I'm sure Boomer wanted to celebrate the fact that Kevin Durant got traded and this whole thing is a mess. But uh, we'll see if he comes back tomorrow. We are hoping that this is... A food poisoning for him and not a stomach virus that takes us all out. So we will keep you updated on all of that. And I was thinking, you know, when the time comes down the road and a few years, hopefully, like many years down the road when Boomer decides to retire, we should just keep the show Boomer and Geo and... Just say Boomer's out sick, because this has been amazing. So this morning, I got Boomer's car. I drove down here. I got the special treatment. I got the uh, in the, through the police barricades. Oh, uh, yeah, this is Boomer's car. He's sick today, but I'm uh, filling in for Boomer. Coming here, the set, everything else, and we'll see how long we can fool people. And on the radio side, you don't have to say anything. Eddie can just play Boomer clips. That's right. It'd be great. Not a problem. Great for everybody. <laughs> Save Odyssey some money as well. <laughs> Be perfect. I'm telling you. All the perks that are still there. Uh, okay, so you said that Evan Roberts is awake out there in the East Coast. Evan is up. And you saw a tweet that was interesting well, to you. I, I do. I find this interesting. It's about an hour ago or so where he puts up the, he retweets the final tallies of what Durant and Irving did together, which is not much, and they didn't play a whole lot of games from what you would have wanted, but he writes, never could have imagined the failure this would become. And I actually feel like Net fans were fighting uphill on this the entire time from people that were saying and were rooting for it to be a failure and were expecting Kyrie Irving to blow the thing up and were expecting Kevin Durant to get hurt again. Um, you know, the James Harden trade, I, at the time, there, I really don't think there were a lot of people that loved it. That blew up. So I'm surprised he writes that because he's also been one that has also said, you know, show me it when they get the championship show. I'll believe it when I see it. And I feel like he's also been, as much as he has enjoyed this to a certain extent and was excited that this happened, I also feel like he's been one of those guys that was also, "Mm, you know what, this is great, but... Okay, so the things that you mentioned were more realistic options of how it was going to blow up. They weren't good enough to beat the best teams in the conference. Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving get hurt. They decide to leave after that initial contract because it didn't work out. The fact that Kevin Durant signed an extension. Sure. And then ended up getting traded. And both of them get traded at the same trade deadline. James Harden's here for five minutes. Then he goes. Ben Simmons now is the only guy that's left on the team. I think that that was tough to imagine, how it worked out. I am with you, though, that many people, including myself, were talking about a doomsday scenario with these two guys not winning a championship and then leaving. But never at this scale. I mean, think about it. They could have, this year, competed... To, in the Eastern they would Conference. Have, yes. And, and and both of them are gone. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it, it never has happened. As we mentioned before, two All-Stars getting traded at the deadline in the same year. Do you think, going forward, so this whole thing basically happened because last Friday it became apparent to Kyrie Irving he was not getting the extension with the Nets that he wanted, meaning it was going to be a condition-free type of contract. And the Nets, I think, did the right thing. With, the, with his track record, his history, there's no way you could have just given him all this guaranteed money for the next four years because who knows when he takes off again next time. So I understood what they did. That having been said, let's say for poops and giggles that he plays well. The Mavericks don't win a title, but he plays well. He shows up every day like he was with the Nets for the last you know month or so. And 
I don't know, let's say they make it to the conference semifinals and they lose in a seven-game series to whoever. Is Dallas going to give him a fully guaranteed $50 million a year, whatever the number could be, 45 50 per year for the next four years? No. They have to get to the conference finals, and he has to be a major factor, and they have to lose to a team that's clearly better than them, and it Phoenix. has to be like seven games. That's what needs to happen for them but to give a But you do think in a, in a, there's a scenario you could see oh, yeah. him getting that four-year fully guaranteed deal. Absolutely. And I think that the minimum would be a conference finals ouster where they played really well. Right. That would be the minimum. So semifinals, no way. Conference finals, yes. If you get to the NBA finals, absolutely. As long as he doesn't do something very, very stupid. But if it works with Luka Doncic, yeah. He's not going to. I see. I don't think he'll do anything right. He's here for a couple of months. That's all. It's what he's got to do. He's got to show up. He's got to play, play well for the next two, three months. That's it. I don't think that's asking a lot. And I saw the number that they were, they requested or wanted or desired was four years, 198. That is a boatload of money for a guy who has been, he can say whatever he wants. He's been unreliable. You never know if he's going to show up. You never know if he's got something else going on. I don't know how you give that money to a guy like that. I don't. That's why I, the the reported deal the Nets were offering I thought was fair. Well, we thought he was going to be on his best behavior this year. I did. 100% I thought that. It didn't happen. Now, he didn't get that deal because he was not on his best behavior from the Nets. Is Kyrie so completely out there that he's not going to be on his best behavior with the Mavericks to get this deal? Or do we actually see him for once in his life pull it together for a couple of months, want to win, stay healthy, stay focused, because he knows this is his best shot at getting that extension? We just lived it. I know, but but he saw how he, you know one team was trying to give him an incentive based contract because of his behavior. Right, but why? Yes, and he said someone else will do it for me. Understood, but the, the fact is, when we went into this season, and I sat here with you in the summer, I sat there with Sal in the summer, and I said you are going to get the best out of these two this year. Yeah, because if you don't, it's he's gone. And then at that point, I thought with what happened with Durant, and I'm talking after the whole Durant trade request was rescinded and we're going to go forward, Irving's back, everything's... I thought these two were going to have a season for the ages or it would blow up at season's end once they were ousted in the first round, whatever, however far they went in the playoffs. I thought at that point, Irving's going to walk and then Kevin Durant's going to ask for another trade. And at that point, it's going to be over. Never... Did I envision this scenario midseason and happened so fast? Just go back to last Thursday. And I know they weren't playing great, but they weren't playing badly. They were very competitive. They were hovering around 500 without Durant. I want to say there was something like four and five without him at that point, four and six. But Irving was playing well. The young players were playing good. Claxton and, and Irving had it going. And you felt like they could keep it together. The next day, you wait mid afternoon, Kevin uh, Evans off. And Kyrie Irving's asking to be traded. And in the span of like five days, it's fallen apart. Yeah. And then the Kyrie thing did not surprise me. Him, well, asking for a trade and then the Nets granting it to him. The fact that they caved with Kevin Durant to me is 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 the one that really does. I know they got a hole and it, it was it could but I think still. if Bridges doesn't come, he's still a net. Yeah. I maybe. do. I do. Right. I think but. what they for real, what they got. You, the, you get Bridges, you get Johnson, you get four first round picks all unprotected. I think no, the pretty Suns good. should be pretty good, though. That's going to be at the end the of Suns the... The Suns are going to be good. Yeah, but that's going to be at the back end of the first round. But it's draft capital. But the only one I, to that point, you're talking 2023, if Aiton's out, he doesn't want to be there. Right. If Aiton's gone and Durant's gone in a couple of years, I think I think two of those first-round picks are 20, 
uh, 27 and 28, I think. So they could be big picks down the road. You don't know. But they're unprotected, which is the big thing. Now, are you rooting against these guys now, or you just don't care? You're done with it? or Because to me, like the best, it just the more salt right. on the wound would be these two guys matching up, you know, tit for tat in the conference finals, playing their asses off. Like, that would be the funniest scenario. So here's the good news. They both can't be in the finals. Only one can make the NBA finals. But I'm talking conference finals. I don't care it. about that. And then one of them's guaranteed to go to the NBA finals. I would tell you, oh, I will not be upset if one gets bounced or both get bounced quickly. Okay. That'll make you feel better. Now, the, I do. The Durant thing is upsetting to me because I really enjoyed the player. Really did. I like Irving the player, but I'm not. I can hear a lot of people talk about how I know he's a great player. Some people like, you know, outside of Kobe, he's the best scorer. He's a really, he's great. I never looked at him like he, he didn't carry a team. I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving's had opportunities to carry a team. He hasn't done that. Sure. In Boston. Um, he was still with LeBron, and he decided he wanted out of there. So yeah. I just mean the times I've watched him with the Nets. He's right. a great player. I am not disputing that any way, shape, or form. But he doesn't, like, for instance, with Durant out, they lost a lot of games with Kyrie on the floor. A lot of them. Yeah, they absolutely. were okay. They kind of hung in. But, eh, no, I don't know. no effort on defense. Not focused every when he wants night. to. I'll always go back to. Do you remember the game in Philly against James Harden? Oh yeah. After the Nets had just traded him, <laughs> that to me, I talk about Durant against the Bucks in the playoffs, which yeah. was one of the most unbelievable individual performances I had ever seen. Of course, they lost, but he was unreal. That game in Philly is a textbook game of basketball if you want to go back and watch it. How you defend, how aggressive you are, how you go to the rim and jam it in their face, how you make big shots. That game was awesome, and that's what they could have been, but they didn't want to be. Well, of course. It's, it's, it's effort. It's effort. Pigs! Jaw pigs! <laughs> yeah, no, gone. See you. Get out. Yeah. Jesus. They really make you hate sports, guys like this. They do. I mean, I love... Watching sports, I love my teams. Guys like this are such a turn. It's so off-putting, this behavior. The Nets are not off-putting anymore. That's, that's, the only, that's the only thing I can say going forward positively is I've told you, I was talking about Cam Thomas the last couple of days. I've been talking to you all year about Nick Claxton. You got Dinwiddie back. To me, they are a likable group again. They ain't going to be great. I think they'll be a good team. They ain't going to be a great team. They're likable. I want to watch them tonight, matter of fact. Let's go to a sports bar and watch Nets Bulls tonight. <laughs> Who's in? <laughs> Not me. Yeah, I'm I out. Know. I'm well aware. Road to Arizona, presented by Casamigos. Casamigos tequila brought to you by those who drink it. The Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther. And by Key Food. Get all of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. Boomer sick. Jerry doing everything this morning. Five hours of radio, updates, co-hosting, everything else. So I'm sure he's thrilled about the way things worked out this morning. And you found out about 15 minutes before the warm-up <laughs> that all of this was happening. And your favorite basketball team just blew up in front of your eyes. So you had a nice day yesterday, though, didn't you? I had a great day. Yesterday was one of those days at the Waste Management uh, Phoenix Open. It was the Pro-Am that we went to where I've always seen it on TV. I've always had people tell me, you got to go. It's a lot of fun. This didn't live up to the expectations. It blew past them. Mm. Now, the weather is part of it. It was 72 and sunny. Um, the atmosphere was unreal. 16 was great. And the celebrities that were there, why is Boomer not playing this? I, I know he's working. I get that. But why couldn't? Why would you not have Boomer play in this event? Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I do think that he has done it all at this point, and he's played in pro-ams. Pro but he'd be one of the biggest celebrities. I mean, 
listen, Emmett Smith was there, mm-hmm. Jason Aldean was there, J.J. Watt. So there were, like, big time, I'm not saying, Boomer's right up there with them. Yeah, I think that he probably just prefers being with his friends and golfing at these courses that he loves, that he remembers from when he spent time out here, yeah. as opposed to having to deal with another thing and people in your face. and just. I just think he's at that point now where he does so much that in his free time, he just wants to do what he wants to do. Yeah, I get it. It just it was so cool. Sixteen, they got the DJ going. The 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 dance music is rocking. They never stop it. Even when the guys get up there to tee off, there was one woman. So I'm sitting there thinking, I don't know about you. I don't know if I could do that. That no. you are surrounded by by stanchions and people. The music is as loud as hell, and people are just waiting to boo you. And they they mention your name, and it's, a, it's tremendous. And you step up to the tee box, and I'm thinking, how are they not nervous as hell? They all were pretty good. There was one woman, she was from Ping, I believe. She duck-hooked one, left. I thought it was going right into someone's forehead. Oh my it, hit the, it hit the base and came down. She didn't hit as far. But there was one instance before I do the update. So when we first got there, we walked out to 18. Well, I wanted to go right to 16. So we're walking on 18, and we were somewhere in between middle of the fairway and the tee box. And the pro who, um, I don't remember, might have been Homa. I forget who the, who the pro was. Oh, it was Scotty Scheffler, actually, okay. on 18. That's who it was. So he tees off, all good. And I knew the amateurs were going, but I say, well, let's go, and we'll stop here. And as we're standing there, I'm like, this is not a good place to be. And Matthew goes, how come? I'm like, they're not pros. I'm like, what if one just sprays one right? We're never going to see it. So we kind of backed off. They were all fine. It was it was good. But we go up to, I think it was 17, and whatever hole it was, and one of the amateurs goes up and hits a screaming line drive, dead left, Ugh. right at an older man in a cart. Oh, no. With a crowd of people behind him. Ugh. And as soon as the ball left the club, the amateur starts screaming, as did the people that were in the group, four left, four. And they are going like this. You see the guy in the cart do this. Ugh. The people behind the cart got down, and this thing sailed just over the top of the cart and missed everybody. Yeah, I could never do that. Scary. I, I mean, my, I just manifest those shots. Like, if I see a house, I'm like, I'm hitting that house, and boom, it goes there. Like, that time I was out uh, in Riverhead out east, and there was a horse farm next to the... I you said, hit the I'm, horse? I came close, <laughs> and I told I told I said, listen, I'm going to hit that horse. And they go, come on, it's way, way right over there. I said, no, I'm going to hit the horse. I came within 10 feet of the horse. The thing went... Sometimes it gets in your head. And that's I, what happens. When I took Matthew to play on Monday... There was a, the, the first tee where we played, there was the putting green way off to the right. And thankfully, there was a tree right in front of the putting green. So he takes the driver out. And I'm like, all right, so you're going to aim down the left side because I think you're going to pull the ball a little bit right. He goes, I'm a little worried. I'm like, why? He goes, the putting green. I'm like, that's over there. Yeah. He had a line drive right at the tree. <laughs> and we're yelling. And it hit the tree and came right back at us. I'm like, yeah. okay, let's, uh, let's move on. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah. There's, Dangerous. There's a uh, a course at the hotel I'm staying at, and I was watching some guys yesterday that were finishing up on 18. It's like right there with the little patio, and one guy chunked this shot, and I was laughing my ass off just because, you know. That's you us. Love, you love seeing that, right? Like, of course. I mean, like, like a divot came out the side of this football. <laughs> like, he swings it. like, whoop. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's funny. I'm telling Sabrina, that's not what you do yeah, right there. Uh, okay, you've got sports. Yeah, we're sponsored by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. We're also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. If you're just waking up at 7.30 back in New York and you haven't heard the news 
the Nets made it. They've blown the whole thing completely up. We know that Kyrie Irving's in Dallas. Well, now uh, Kevin Durant is on his way here to Phoenix as the Nets trade him and T.J. Warren to the Suns for Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four unprotected first-round draft picks, and you get a 2028 pick swap. So it's 23, 25, 27, 29. Those are the unprotected first-round picks um, that the Nets get back from Phoenix. Um, and it's a it's a done deal, it looks like. Here is Kyrie. This was after his debut with Dallas. This is an interesting one. Now, Mike alerted me to this, to this clip. I didn't hear it. But this is marked. This has been brewing since year one in Brooklyn. This is If this is what he's saying, this is even more disturbing. Nah, I think if this was in the works, like after year one, I wasn't sure about whether or not I wanted to be in Brooklyn long term again because of <laughs> things that was happening behind the scenes. I, I just um, did my best to put my head down and uh, work as hard as I could. There were some unfortunate circumstances that came up there that were out of my control. All right, let's try to be objective for a second, for one second. Let's put all of his issues that we know about aside. Yeah. Is the net front office a complete and utter disaster that we don't know about? I don't think so. I mean, I think with all the reporting out there that we have Woj and Shams and all these guys, that that would have leaked at some point. So is he just making crap up? I think that it all stems from the vaccine. That's what it stems from. And that wasn't even... But that wasn't the... But it, it was, though, because remember, it was a combination. It was mostly New York City and their stupid rules. Of course. But the Nets said you can't be a part-time player. I remember that. And they said you could... Because he could have played the road games. Yeah. And they told him at first, in the half the season, you can't play the road games. Then they changed their mind. When they and needed let him. him. Right. And let him play the road games. So I think that's probably the thing where it really went off the rails. But not year one. That's what I mean. He saying this has been in the works since after year one that's pre-pandemic that's pre-vaccine yeah what in the hell has happened behind the scenes that we don't know about after year one that he was saying this has been in the works to blow this thing up well year one is where he disappeared right that was the year that he disappeared and we had no idea where he was going or what he was doing right that was that was i thought it was year two that was year two year one i thought thought he had uh it all blends it all blends yeah i know it does all blend it does. Even still, uh, here's another one from Kyrie. Uh, outside, the, the things have screwed up. That's how it's been here for the last couple of years. There were some unfortunate circumstances that came up there that were out of my control, um, whether it be the mandate with the vaccine or um, missing games being suspended or, you know, just little things that I think, uh, you know, just put just wrenches in our, in our journey. Wrenches in our journey. You're the wrench! Yeah. Come on, man. The biggest of them all. Uh, and then I love this one. And again, I didn't hear this. This is this is the this is the this is the subject on it. I'm happy that I can look fun, back on that journey and reflect and say I learned a lot of things from those guys and my teammates in Brooklyn um, and just my journey throughout this. <laughs> Great. I mean, come on. Time to serious. reflect. Look back on that journey. Yeah, so year one was the one that ended in COVID. That was that was the first year. Right, but he didn't walk away that year, did he? I don't think that was the year he walked away. I'm trying. He got hurt, and he couldn't go to the bubble, so he made the big deal in the bubble. Right. That's the bubble. I'm talking about the regular season. Yeah, there wasn't really anything going on. He just I, got he got hurt. That right. was it. Again, I can't equate a pandemic to Nets ownership or front office You know, saying this has been in the works since after year one. I thought year one, prior to March 12th or whatever that date was when the whole world stopped, I thought things, as my recollection recollection would go, were going well. Durant was rehabbing, he was playing, and then the world stopped. Got hurt, fine, so be it. 
I don't know. I again, it all blends. Maybe I got it wrong. And I it, no, it was he, he did go AWOL in year two. There was nothing about year one that, other than him being injured. Yeah, he played when he was healthy, and he wasn't upset about anything. Right, and Durant was just in the wings waiting, rehabbing, and it was it was Kyrie's team. Right, we were that. waiting for year two. That's what it was. So this was in the works. One year he wanted out. I mean, my God. Well, he is out. Here he was last night in Los Angeles. Now as a member of the Mavericks, Henson. To Irving, right to left, stops the foul line, pops it over Zubats, and he hits. I did a nice job. Got into that soft spot of the defense. A 20-point game for Kyrie Irving in his Mavericks debut. Turned out to be a 24-point game as they did uh, win that game last night. Um, afterwards, we heard from the Phoenix owner. Now, by all accounts, he's the one that really drove this to get it done in terms of getting Durant here. The Nets the whole time, even going back to the summer, when Durant listed Phoenix as a uh, a, a target city that he would like to go to, they wanted Mikael Bridges. The Suns kept saying no, kept saying no, and apparently it's this owner who just officially took over last week, uh, Matt Ishibia. Um, he says... Ish, I think it's Ishiba. Okay. Yeah. Ishiba, whatever. Ishiba. Whatever. He's the guy that's got the rant now. This is, let's see, this is right before the trade was done. I'm trying to read this on the fly here. Uh, talking about how his team was comprised at the moment. I love our team. Give credit, by the way, James Jones is here, and his, exe- his leadership team, like all these guys, they've done a heck of a job, right? They've done a heck of a job building an amazing team. I'm not walking into a team, like, so I feel like we can compete right now with exactly what we have. All right, now they make the trade. <laughs> uh, this one was also before the trade was done by Ishbia. I know you can't win every single day, but we're going to try. And so uh, we are very active, and uh, the way we look at it is, how do we improve our team? I'm not going to be sitting here saying, counting the dollars, Right? We're going to focus on how do we improve our team. And if there's a way to improve our team, we're going to look at doing it. And he did it. Absolutely. And him and Dan Gilbert hate one another. And that's what I learned about this guy. Now, Dan Gilbert with the Cleveland Cavaliers owner. So this guy, is he's got an edge. He wants to win. They're competing like mortgage yeah. companies. Yeah. So he's he's got a reputation for making big moves and making his presence known. And he certainly did with this. Al, can you check real quick how old Matt Ishpia is? I think he's like 43. I think he's he might be one of the youngest owners in the NBA now. I, I think he's in his 40s, early 40s. If I'm not mistaken, he is 43. 43. Yeah, about that. You're ten. You're ten years older than him. I'm six years older than him. You're about his age. Yeah, he's three years older than and me. This Jerry owns the Phoenix Suns. I could still be a billionaire in three years. Yes, you could. Hundred percent, you could. I would. I would not. say nothing to the contrary. The Knicks, by the way, were active. Uh, they acquired Josh Hart from the Blazers for Cam Reddish and a protected first round pick. And we had last hour the audio of uh, Jalen Brunson very fired up about this move. Um, for that's his friend, good player the entire package. The Spurs trading Jacob Hurdle to the Raptors. The Lakers get into a three-team deal with Minnesota and Utah. You got the Lakers acquiring D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Russell Westbrook and a first-round pick go to Utah. Westbrook is expected to be bought out. We'll see that when it happens. And Minnesota getting Mike Conley Jr. and a second-round draft pick. One other thing from basketball, I know Jalen Brown suffered a facial fracture in the Celtics. Went over the Sixers last night, so that kind of takes a little bit of the fun away from that win. From football, a couple of things of note. Here is Andy Reid. We do have a Super Bowl on Sunday. <laughs> oh, by the way, we've got the Chiefs and the Eagles playing. This is Andy Reid on how Patrick Mahomes looks, still coming back from the ankle injury. He's been doing really well with, the, with his ankle. Um, 
and we had a fast practice a couple days ago, and he he moved well. He can really do just about everything. So, now, would you think this is um, at least everything in the game plan? Thank you. Would you think this is similar or not nearly as extreme as when Terrell Owens with the Eagles oh, had no, the no, ankle no, no, injury? No, this, no, this last week was similar to that with Terrell, but Owens. now with the extra week off. Absolutely. It's it's totally different. The two weeks off. I do think, though, there was a big comparison between T.O. and Mahomes in the AFC Championship games. That's like a six-week injury. Right. And he came back and played as well as he did. But at this point, I'm expecting him to be fully healthy. I'm just checking to see if the line has changed at all. It is not. The Eagles still minus one and a half. You know why? Because Vegas is bored, too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is the, the least amount of buzz I can remember going into a Super Bowl in a very long time. The NBA has stolen the show this week. Yeah, I mean... And not, Whether you like it or not. Not really in a good way. No, but, but you're talking NBA during Super Bowl week. It, it certainly lot. has, because more superstars leaving because they're unhappy. It's just that the, the NBA is tough, man. It is really, really tough. Now, I know that there's younger kids, like, like I'm sure Matthew and Joseph are into it with the superstars and everything else. Oh, for sure. But, like, I think that when you're our age... It's sickening. You know, it's, it's just, just, it's not the the NBA and basketball that we ever wanted. I would tell you, Matthew is more into the college basketball now. Well, that's good. He used to be a huge NBA fan. Ever since I started doing Rutgers, he's been good. really deep into the bas- the college Keep it that basketball. Way. Now you know who is not leaving. Aaron Donald. Mm, I saw this video. See how ripped this guy is, man. You can play it. What was that, Clubber Lang? What was that? <laughs> it was like the Bill Cower video, dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looks unbelievable, that Aaron. Oh, God. My well, God. I'll tell you, J.J. Watt yesterday, Yeah, my God. I mean, just ripped, and, and Reggie Bush, just ripped to shreds. Of course. It really is unbelievable. So, uh, here is DeMaurice Smith. So, you know, you had Roger Goodell speaking. DeMaurice Smith spoke yesterday as well. This is about the scouting combine. He's clearly not a fan of it. As soon as you show up, you have to waive all of your medical rights. And you not only have to sit there and endure embarrassing questions, and I think that's horrible, and I don't want to poo-poo any of that, but would you want your son to spend hours inside of an MRI? And then be evaluated by 32 separate team doctors? Uh, yeah, if it means he's going to get drafted in the first <laughs> round and make millions of dollars and have our family come out of the squalor that we have been living in for our entire lives, yes. So shut up. I'll sit in that MRI machine for a week. What are you talking about? Oh, man. I didn't hurt that. That was interesting. Uh, this I did hear this. This was, this was bizarre. So Jay Glazer goes on the BetMGM Unleashed podcast. Fair to say his hotel room didn't quite fit. Remember when Boomer went to the Monday night game? Remember, Alan, there was the dirty sock? Yeah, he had a dirty oh, sock in, in his, his bed. <laughs> this might actually be worse. That's not good. This might be worse than that. Uh, it's about 30, let's see, is it's about 15 seconds or so. Here he is talking about the, the worst part of the room. I don't have a problem with the with the French fries on the floor, <laughs> oh, or the no. spiders and the spider webs in the window, oh, no. or the pieces of wallpaper ripped off the wall. Oh, but what the f- is up with all the blood splattered no. all over this wall? What? Right? Yes, yes, yes. How oh, is Jay Glazer in a hotel room that's got blood splatter There's no on way. the wall? He's got to be making that up. French fries. I mean, Boomer ended up in a hotel room that had a dirty sock in the. Okay, but blood. I sure don't wasn't know. Ketchup. I don't know. No, because he said that the maintenance came up 
and they acted like this is quite common, and they'll just have a walk. Well, where's know, he staying? I don't know. I forget why he was in a weird hotel room in Baltimore. I guess there was uh, everything was sold out for whatever reason. He was there to interview Rex Ryan. And uh, one of I would think he would stay at a five star hotel. I don't know. What I'm saying is, I think he said like it was like a, a last minute thing, and there was oh. nothing available. Like when I stayed at the Holland Motor Lodge. Yeah, like when you were there, <laughs> there was probably blood splatter there as well, Jerry. I still find that hard to believe. Here's one more from. Now nah, you know what? Skip it. It's too long. We're going to skip the next uh, Glazer one, Zoo, because uh, I want to do the Minko stuff. Skip the Sam Rosen again. I promise, Ranger fans, I'll get you Sam Rosen next hour. Rangers did beat the Canucks four three. Mika Zibanejad had the big goal. Chris Kreider, Philip Hedl. Alex Lafreniere with goals as well. Devils cracking the night. The Islanders home for Vancouver. We're going to end with college basketball. This is not New Jersey City University again beating Rowan like we played last hour. Seton Hall lost to Creighton um, 75-62. Wins for Hofstra and Fordham. I'm going to take you back two nights ago. Okay. Now, I didn't see this in the system then, but it's there now. So St. John's, as we know, lost by two points, 68-66. Whoever it was. It's a butler. Uh, uh, That's what it was. Mm -hmm. So John Mink goes on the call. As it looks like St. John's gets this game even at the buzzer. Jalen Thomas guarding the inbounds. Andre looks, 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 lob inside the Soriano, puts it up and goes! Oh! It goes in! Okay, so we're excited. Oh, is that BT? That's fine. Um, Had might have been. That yeah. definitely sounded like BT. It's, oh! Um, now we find out after review. Eh, not so much. Oh! They wave it off. They wave it off. And Butler comes away with the victory 68 to 66. Ah, ball sack. <laughs> he did not say that. Oh. And that was Vin Parisi. Okay. That was not BT because that game was in. We do sex drive. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mike, that wasn't as good as you sold it, but that was pretty good. Minko very disappointed there as St. John's lost two nights ago. We are here because Casamigos wanted us here. Al Dukes has got the Casamigos sweatshirt on today. The Road to Arizona presented by Casamigos. Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. That's all of us. The Road to Arizona also brought to you by Optimum. Get closer, go farther, and by Key Food. All of your tailgating needs at Key Food and their family of supermarkets. So you guys went on this steamboat tour. That's Al, Eddie, Jerry was at the Waste Management, of course. Uh, Also, Stephen Waldron, Sean Kennedy, Five Star, who is here, your Gina. You went on this this steamboat tour that you absolutely love. Beautiful. You sent me some pictures. Uh, But the car ride there, as you were saying, (laughs) on the warm-up show was very, very difficult because of all the cackling that was going on inside the car. A lot of cackling in the car, and I felt bad for Stephen Waldron. He was driving... Uh, there was, wasn't sure which turns, you know, you're in the middle of these mountains, the cell service is not the best. These uh, women were discussing the Michael Irvin story, which had just broken, and it was a lot of uh, just... Then, like, Eddie's talking about 70s music. And I I was like, oh, my gosh, if I was driving, I would just be like, oh, you all have to shut up. (laughs) Yeah, so Stephen Walter, not only is he trying to find this place, he took the... He's like, the windy roads, he was saying, he's two miles off where this needed to be. He didn't want to be late. It was just a whole mess for him. He's got to deal with that. Then, when he gets on the boat... 
I hear that he's taking pictures of everybody. He ended up being like the team photographer for everybody, not you guys, but for the women that were on the boat. Yeah, it was great. I took pictures. I felt like I know there's like an Instagram story or Instagram account called Instagram or Influencers in the Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like taking pictures of Stephen Waldron taking pictures of <laughs> uh, some of the uh, women that were on our trip. Yeah, I mean, it's just ridiculous. He's down on his knees, he's doing <laughs> this, and the angle, and everything else. Uh, and obviously, you guys were acting here. Oh, yeah. Uh, pretending you like... You could tell. Yeah. <laughs> pointing at stuff. Uh, did you see a bald eagle by any chance? I did not see a bald eagle, although uh, they, I was told uh, we saw bald eagles' nests. That I did oh, see. okay. But we did see there's, uh, there's rams that like walk straight up mountains really yeah huh they like uh, don't f i don't know what they got on their feet but they can like walk up these mountains these rams <laughs> but the guy goes like this the only their only predator is mountain lions well that's a pretty big one yeah seriously um but of course they're not going to swim look at that weird turn that you guys just made <laughs> we were instructed wow that was a little odd, uh, but it looked beautiful. In three, two, one. <laughs> Turn around. Uh, what about the trip back? Trip back was good. Did the did the women shut up on the way back? Or uh, no, they were still <laughs> they were still chatting. Oh, yeah. So it was the Michael Irvin story, which we don't know what was said. He get, he gets sent home. People didn't see this. He gets sent home by the NFL Network. He's at the hotel on Sunday. He's apparently intoxicated by his own admission. He does not remember this interaction. There's a woman that he is talking to for about a minute. He says something to her that was really offensive to her that she ended up reporting it to the hotel. And he gets back to the NFL Network. And they went to the surveillance video yep. to see if this interaction actually happened. It did. Then they ended up sending him home. But I have no idea. So I, I was asked this morning, like, what do you think about this? I'm like, well, I don't know what he said. Like, if he had said something, like people get offended by absolutely everything these days. And if he was like, hey, move over, toots. He said something like that, and she got offended by that, then I would say sending him home is ridiculous. But if he said something really obscene to her, that then I would say, okay, it was, it was good enough to send him home. But I have no idea, and I'm not going to sit here and, and judge it until I know exactly what was said. You don't know the accusation. Exactly, and I'm, just, I'm not going to just assume it was the worst thing in the world because I have no idea. What's bizarre to me, though, is him saying he... I think at first he said he never never talked to anybody in the lobby, right. went up to his room, and then they showed him the video, and he's like, I don't remember talking to them, but clearly I did. It was like five minutes ago. Yeah. Like, so he must have said something that was so... I, I, otherwise, that makes sense, Michael. Yeah, it doesn't, and he was either trying to cover up the fact that this interaction happened by saying he just went up to the room, not thinking there was going to be surveillance footage that was pulled from this. And is it fair to say because of his track record, his past history, he doesn't get the benefit of the doubt? Yes, but it's not like there's there's no physical anything going on in this interaction. Now, obviously, he could say something that was offensive of enough course. for this woman to... It, who knows? I don't know anything about her. I don't know. I, you know, but you're right. There has been a lot of Michael Irvin issues over the years where you're thinking, all right, Michael, just go home. Wash this one off, will you? Yeah. We'll, we'll, try, we'll try again next year. And look into it more. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing. You don't have a whole lot of time. It was, was it Tuesday, I guess it was? Mm -hmm. Or is it Monday? Whatever. What's today? Today's Today Thursday. Thursday. So it was Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it was. You got the Super Bowl in three or four days. The NFL Network could be saying, like, we don't need this right now. Sure. So we're going to put you in the corner, and then we'll figure it out, and we'll investigate it as we go, as we get time. They're certainly not going to sweep it under the rug, but you're not going on TV. Yeah. 
I'm desperate to know what was said. I really need to know what was said. Because I can't, I cannot formulate an opinion on this. Yeah, no, know I know. Said. It's a bizarre story. It was bizarre him going on the radio station. I think it was the fan in Dallas discussing it as it's happening. Yeah. Um, so the whole story, at some point we'll get the truth. Maybe next week. Who knows? But you're right. Like, Michael Irvin, this is not surprising. Like, if this were Boomer, it would have been surprising. But with Michael Irvin, you're like, ah, just another thing. Well, when you've got a bunch of stuff in your past, that's what happens.